It's time for pumpkin flavors and new fall favorites at Dunkin'. And also some tough decisions. Like, do I want a signature pumpkin spice ice latte? A brand new oat milk latte? A new chai latte? Or a pumpkin iced coffee? Oh, and the bakery. Do I want a pumpkin donut or... Uh, there are other people behind you in this drive-thru. Oh, uh, I'll just take it all. Okay. It's all the cozy you crave at Dunkin'. Pumpkin favorites and new fall additions. Like new creamy without the dairy oat milk lattes and the signature pumpkin spice ice latte, plus more. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Yo, what up? This is LL Cool J. Hey, y'all. This is Alicia Keys. Your variety hits. This, this, this is 87.1 Caroline Radio. You're listening to 87.1 Caroline Radio, KCGM Bakersfield, your home for all your variety hits, just like the Aaron's Opinion Podcast. Welcome back, listener. How are you? I'm glad you had a good week. Uh, tonight, we have something really, really special for you. We have a, uh, a person that's um, in high school, at the a, at the, basically in college now a university student, and his name is uh, Armando, and he would like to talk to us about something very special tonight. He wants to talk to us about starting his very own radio station. Armando, welcome to Aaron's Opinion. How's it going? Welcome. Um, doing good. How about you? I am well, thank you. So try to jump right into it. Who are you? What do you do? What's the station? Go. Um, my name is Armando Villas. I was born since I was born blind since birth. Um, I have retinopathy of prematurity. Um, okay, sorry. <laughs> all right, okay. take, so I'm going to. It's all right, man. So it's okay. It's okay to be a, a little shy. So it's all right. So I'm going to mute my microphone. Okay, imagine that you're just talking to me. I'm going to mute my microphone. Don't worry about it, and go ahead. Okay, okay. My name is Armando Villas. I am 19 years old from the United States. I was born blind. I was born prematurely as well with retinopathy of prematurity. Um, the doctor gave me too much oxygen, in which it caused me to go blind. So... I'm now a senior in high school, in which I get to take senior year two times. Um, I just finished school this year, which is which was yesterday, um, of June May twenty second. So, what, what else should I say? Uh, I like to blog. I I also like to listen to music. I also like to listen, I like listening to pop music, such as Top 40 slash pop. Um, I also like making new friends. So, yeah. And there's something very specific that you came to me today about. You wanted to talk more about your ambition to start a radio station that will debut soon. Let's move towards that. So, I'm starting a radio station called The Blind Advocate Radio. This is part of the Blind Advocate Network, located at www.theblindadvocate.net. And I created this website because, in my opinion, I feel like there's not a lot of people who, you know, advocate for our rights. And I believe that 
people our generation should advocate for our rights, such as me, myself, um, other blind students as well, and such as college students as well as well. <laughs> okay. So when did you first become aware of the fact, or uh, Armando, that we need um, we need more advocacy and we need to speak up more? Because I am agreeing oh. with you about this, but how did you come to this observation? Um, back in 2017, I was at a training training program. Um, I was at the Lions Club of Georgia. Um, they were there was people from the National Federation of the Blind there, and I didn't, I was that person who didn't know, like, what advocacy was, didn't, I didn't know what, I didn't, I didn't realize that my rights was taking advantage, I think, I say. Um, so when you were at this organization, you learned how oftentimes blind people all over the world face discrimination and how our rights can be uh, infringed upon. Um, yes. Especially, yeah. it's, it's okay, man. It's all right. I, 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 understand. <laughs> yeah. I, I understand you're extremely, you're, you're extremely nervous. I, I, am, I am so, it, it, it is totally understandable to be this nervous. But Armando, I'm, I'm glad we're walking through this together. I'm, I'm glad I'm helping you with this project because I, I'm feeling your nerves, man. And if you want to run a radio <laughs> station, you can't be this nervous. It's okay to be shy because you don't really know me. So I, I do understand. But basically, ladies and gentlemen, what, what you need to understand at home is that a lot of times when you're blind, your, your rights can be, can be infringed upon, in our opinion. And one of the things that's really interesting about you know, American society and American laws is that when you are a child growing up in the United States, you are protected a lot more by social laws and by you know, your parents and by things mm -hmm. like that, right? And so what you were starting to notice was after you get to be in your upper teens and become an adult, those laws that apply to children stopped applying to Armando. And this is a, this is a critical... This is a critical issue. And... This is this is very important to understand that that children, in a sense, are protected in the United States because we have special laws that say that children are required by federal law to have a free and appropriate education, you know, from the age of about five until the age of about 18 years old. However, yes. when you when you graduate and when you really become an adult, those laws stop applying. And nobody really tells you this. And I'm here to tell you that it's okay to be so surprised about it. Nobody tells you. Yeah, uh, I agree. Nobody, I really agree. And nobody, men nobody mentions any of this. Um, but you have to discover for yourself that at some point, you know, these laws stop applying. And then you need to figure out, well then I need to start advocating for myself. Yes. And this is incredibly difficult to understand this 
because it happens very suddenly, you know? Yeah. But so I think, in my opinion, I think that's what you were trying to say. You, you got a little, you got a little tongue twit, you got a little tongue tied there because you were, you, yeah. you, had, you had some nervous, you were, you were nervous and you couldn't explain it, all of that. But that is totally fine, man. I completely yeah. under, I completely understand all of it. So tell me, tell us more about this program that the Lions Club did. The Lions Club does wonderful things. So tell me more about what, what you have done with them. Um, it's a, it was a separate program from the Lions Camp. Um, we, we were taught on how to be independent, like how do we pour our drinks, like water, and we were taught on how to read Braille. We were taught on how to use, use our cane as like a, oh, and it, oh, and, Orientation and mobility. That's what I'm saying. Orientation and mobility. Um, good, good. Yeah, that's that's excellent. So it sounds like it was some sort of a yeah an independence camp for um, high school, college age people. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Right. I, really good. It reminds me of LCB. Is what you're kind of describing. Yes, I'm planning to go as. For a matter of fact, I'm going to LCB after um, <laughs> possibly before college or after college. Mm, uh, mm. Well, good. Well, fine. Good. Mm -hmm. Excellent. <clears throat> okay. So, what are all of the things that you learned at this at this camp? Uh, we we learned how to shop. Um, we, we also learn how to, we learn about philosophy, like the National Federation of the Blind's philosophy, like, like, right, <laughs> yeah, right, mm-hmm. <laughs> we also, we watch, we also, in our free time, we watch movie, movies, with audio description we i didn't know that there were services out there that had audio description there was like i didn't know there was like movie services that had audio description like the Cero and the uh, i know Net netflix now has audio description mm-hmm sure it does so. yeah <clears throat> good good okay all right so um so armando what do you think you will, um, what, what are you really interested in, you know, in studying in, in university? Um, after I graduate high school next year, 2021, I'll be interested in studying either IT or going into advocacy. I don't know if there's a, a field with advocacy, but. Okay. Well, I'm, well, of course. Well, of course there is, and the reason I'm asking it is something that you said a couple days ago. You said that you're studying IT because you're interested in setting up this radio station. Oh yeah, IT. Mostly, I'm going in for information technology. Right. Right. Okay. Good. So, do you want to try to expand a little bit more for our listener and let them know what the radio station will do? how they can get involved with it, you know, stuff like that? Yeah. Um, first of all, it's all free to listeners. No no worries. It's all free. 
Um, oh, and I also it, heard a rumor that it's also free to content creators. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we had, to, had some had some comic relief there. Okay, so yeah, it's free. <laughs> of course, you could have you could have dodged that bullet. You see, as a podcaster, you learn how to interact with people. You learn how to how to get certain things. Certain little show effects throughout the show. You see, you could have dodged my bullet that I was throwing at you by saying it's free for everyone. <laughs> yeah, free for everyone. Free for all. Right, right. If you free for all. Nope. I wouldn't have been able to kind of kind of get you on the on the broadcaster part of it. All right, all right. So, it's free for all. There um, we go. All right. Well, then it, yeah. it sounds like it sounds like it could be a great station. But what kinds of program are we going to hear on there? We're going to play different kinds of programs from programs from students, such as the National Association of Blind Students. Okay. Uh, the Blind Side by with Christopher Nussbaum. Christopher. Now that sounds, that is sounding familiar. Um, is that also, I think that's a podcast, right? That's a, that's a show that was on 195 The Globe that was shut down with was closed down, I think, because of a to do. I don't know why it was closed. I don't remember why it was closed down, but the the Blind Side with Christopher Nosbaum was played on 195 The Globe. Mm. Mm hmm. And <laughs> and I have a funny story to tell. Oh, tell you it. all, listeners. I overloaded 195 The Globe by requesting a lot of songs. <laughs> Requesting my own favorite songs. Um, usually, 195 The Globe plays like old music, 80s, 90s, but well, I I usually just want pop music to play. And and being the young teenager at 17, 18 years old, I I, I wrote on Twitter. I accidentally I might have overloaded the song station, and then. And I, and the next thing I knew, uh, I got blocked. <laughs> I got blocked from. So I'm laughing. My my microphone's on mute. So next thing you know, you're blocked. Well, um. So I mean, I think I think that is a is a teachable moment because it shows you yes. that there are yes. people behind these stations. I'm guessing 195 The Globe. I'm guessing that sounds like a radio station, right? Yeah, that was an internet radio station. Okay, internet radio. Okay, so as as the manager of your radio station, now I'm I'm saying this to be serious. I'm not I'm not saying this to be to be to be facetious. How are you going to manage your your audience when people maybe? I mean, you you were a teenager at the time, so you didn't you didn't really do it on purpose. You were just enjoying it and got got a little carried away, which is totally okay. Totally understandable, but let me tell you that sometimes in radio or in podcasting or on YouTube, we get these people that just come onto our channel just for the sake of being disruptive or to be malicious or to be with no other purpose than to be hurt. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do as the manager to, to prevent that behavior uh, and to manage that behavior? Because I promise you that with a new station, uh, you're gonna have some some clowning around. You're gonna have some people who come to you, who have no interest in what you have to say, no interest in our programming, but they're just people who just want to be disruptive. What are you gonna do about that? 
I'll just ignore them or block them. I'll, okay, well, I'll you just... can't, well, you can't ignore. No, 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 no. You can't no. ignore it. What you have to do is you have to figure out how to use the software, and you have to know who's who. You have to, you're going to watch your analytics, and you're going to watch who is, you know, on your on your station. Yes, yes. So that way, that way, you don't, um, you know, have have these have these types have these types of problems. But this does happen, and talk shows get fed up with it. They get fed up very, very, very quickly of you know the the clowning around that some of these talk show hosts uh, put up with. So that's that's interesting. So I guess probably, I mean, I, a listener, you at home would probably know more. The name, the name drop that you gave sounds familiar, but I know that I've not listened to that person. Probably what happened is that station simply went under. It just went out of business. Yeah, it went under. Yes, it went, I believe it went under. Right. That means, right. That means it went out of business. It, it, they didn't make enough profit. So, you know, one of the things that we're going to have to explore um, is how, I'm, I mean, I am basically, in a in a sense, what I want to do is I want to know that I helped another blind person not only with this podcast, which I am suspicious that this is helpful to one person, and if Aaron's opinion helps one person, it just helped a million others. But apart from all of that, I want to know that I helped you to run a radio station because you know I might be one of these people who secretly has always wanted to work in a radio station, has always wanted an influence in radio and, and in yes. content. And my my dream did come true. I do have a, a radio show now in California. Um, so, um, and after the meeting and after our show tonight, I'm going to call the other end and because now I have to, it's a long story, but I have a question for that person now. But, but yet and regardless... <clears throat> Um, I mean, you have to work these things out so that, you know, so that your station has, has a chance of, of, you know, thriving and not just, you know, falling, you know? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> yeah. So what do you go, how are you going to manage this as, as our manager? Um, I'll create a Dropbox folder with your, with um, your podcast. In it, no, no, that, no, that's, no, no, that's, no, no. That's that's got nothing to do with it, n- n- nothing oh. to do with that at all. I it's all right. Please please listen. It's okay. You're very you're very your nerves are your nerves are spilling right out of your glass, man. If you if you were drinking beer, you would have spilled it all over the carpet by now. <laughs> you're, you're shaking. I can tell you're shaking because you didn't you didn't hear you didn't hear my question. I said what? It's all right. You're going. I said you're basically you're going to need to basically manage two things manage the money of the station manage the capital of the station and then manage mm-hmm. the customer so i mean the, the the truth of it and the answer is that you know you can you can talk to person x in california so our friend in california they they may they may be they may be willing to do a lot of the work for you and if they are that's great but we aren't going to talk about that now what we're what we are going to talk about in this segment is what your what I need to know what you're going to do as our manager to to basically successfully manage manage the station because you know why why should why should Aaron why should Aaron give you content you know I'm not I'm not saying this to to put to be 
I'm not trying to sound mean, but why should I give you content if you can't manage it? You know, if you can't, it's like saying, you know, if you, if you can't, you know, a baby, a baby has to crawl before, before they walk, you know, mm -hmm. so you would have to show me that you can, you know, crawl before you walk or le run before you fly. So how are you going to do that? Um, let me see. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna at uh, hold on, let me take a deep breath. Um, I'm gonna I'll be editing your podcast to make sure it's a good podcast with my uh, station IDs. Right. So basically, yeah, every 30, the standard seems to be that every 30 minutes, the the station identification comes up, which is why in a couple minutes here, we're going to have to take a break and you're going to hear me say it. So yeah, you need to, you need to know how to use the editing software. Sure. Sure. So, I mean, do you, yeah. I mean, do you feel confident with this, with this software? I, I feel a little bit comp. I use, I've I've used the software a little bit, but I will try my best to use the software as mm. best as I could. Mm -hmm. I'll do my best to edit the content. Okay. With okay. Well, I would I would when we talk um because I'm gonna call I'm gonna call California after this because I have a question for them about something else. But um yeah, I would I would strongly ask. Uh, we'll call them Mr. California. I would ask Mr. California um, how to do all of that and see if he can and see if he can help you. So good. Um, and so you have me. Do you have now? Do you have anyone else that you would like to put on your station? Do you have any other ideas of content that you would you know potentially air? Um, I'll put the NABS National Association of Blind Students Now podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm, I'm going to give, I'm going to ask for permission first. I'll, I'll always ask people for permission to put before putting it on the air. So, right. Yeah. You do have to do that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'll ask, I'll ask the president of the national association of blind students to say, Hey, um, I'm running a radio station. Would you mind if I air the naps now podcast and mm. Good. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I cannot, I cannot, and I cannot and do not speak for them, but I don't see why they would have a problem. But yes, you still have to. And who, who is their, who, who is their president, by the way? Her name is Catherine Re Webster. Oh, Catherine Webster. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm not in college anymore, but that, those names do sound familiar. Mm -hmm. They are. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, good. All right. Cool, cool. So you would have maybe me, me on their their podcast, but then you know you got to fill twenty four hours of the day. So what else do we have planned here? We we play different kinds of music, like top top forty slash pop and right. pop, some hip hop, some hip hop music. Mm -hmm. uh, so. <laughs> and other DJs as well, like 
if the other DJs. Mm -hmm. So. Right. And, you know, one of the things that's really tricky about podcasting and one of the interesting things is, is, is it's harder than you would think to get people to listen to. So what are you going to do after you get it all set up? How are people going to know about the station? Um, I'll set up a profile, every, a profile of every DJ on my website. Right. Yeah. But how would they how would the public know to even tune into the station in the first place? I'll. I'll it's all across, all promoted across social media, such mm. as Facebook, Facebook, Twitter. And, and and are you going to use any software that would help you to automatically produce content and automatically do that? Because, I mean, I just produ I just published an episode of Aaron's Opinion that I recorded last week. It just came out at 1800. And then it was already on my YouTube, already out on Twitter. And then I already shared it in, in the group. And then I and then I ate dinner for a minute, and then I came and talked to you. So you see, these things happen very, very, very quickly. Mm -hmm. Yes, automated, um, like Hootsuite and or uh, IFTTT, whatever it is called. IFTTT. Yeah, is that is that IFTTT? That thing, that thing. If this, then that. Yes, yes. You know how us? It's funny. You know how us? I know about that that software. I know yeah. about that because um, that software is used. People who have exotic pets, like snakes and reptiles, people, <laughs> people who have ex did did you know that that people who have pet snakes use that software to turn on their heaters and turn on their their heat mats and things like that. That's how I knew about that. Yeah, I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh well. Oh, I I I thought you wanted a pet snake for your birthday. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Well, okay. Well, I'm I'm slightly disappointed about that. It was a very, a very, very promising, very promising ball python. But but I guess he'll have to go to someone else. Oh right. Oh right. Yeah. But um, but uh, but yeah. If you use one of those apps, um, I like mean, guys, Zapier. Okay. Even Zapier. Okay. Good. So I mean. As long as you are researching how you would automate, again, I think Mr. California knows how to automate um, because that's what I'm going to ask him about a couple of things after we get off this call. But, um, yeah, I, um, as long as you know how to automate the station 24-7, that's good. But still, well, let's say a lot of stations, Internet these days, we do, they do. Um, back they do a lot of replays, right? So you might, you know, you in 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 the K, KCGN and out in Bakersfield, you're you're hearing this episode right now, and then you might also hear it tomorrow at the same time. Time, Armando. So my point is yeah. that you have to do. There's a lot of repetition. You know, you might have twelve hours, but then you, I don't know, you reverse the order in the second twelve, or something like that, or you shuffle the order, or something. Yeah. Like that. I'm sure there are ways of doing all of that. Yeah, um, we probably will do replays as well to the on the radio station. Well, you so. would. I mean, you would. I think probably you would have to because. Yeah. I mean, all major all stations do replays because. 
unless you're like one of the major news agencies that has radio, like the famous global stations that do 24 seven news. I mean, they have new stuff every hour, but even they, even no, I take that back. Even they do no BBC and LFE, RFI, the, um, French is my second language, so I listen to the French news output sometimes. Even they do replays. So all stations mm -hmm. do replay. So you got to know about, about doing that, you know? That's really, yeah. really, really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Got to learn how to be – got to <laughs> know about the replays. <laughs> and And the other – and, I mean, the other thing that I want to talk more about is – um, you know, how will this, um, you know, website, you know, and, and how are you going to even manage uh, and maintain uh, the, the, the website, you know, of, of the station? Um, I have it, like, I have it in one package. Um, it's a subdomain of the blindadvocate.net. So... Right and sure, be, awesome. Yeah. And so by and by the way, how did now did you yourself start blindadvocate.net? Was it all your creation? Yes, it's all my creation. Beautiful. All of it was. Well, I think um, I and I, I I perused it. I perused the website a little. Um, I mean, I think one of the things of many that would help you apart from the radio station is you know, there also needs to be a lot of articles and kind of more like a news agency with it, you know, so that people can read what's, you know, what's going on. Mm hmm. Yes. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, we are, we are coming up as we say in the radio business, you've done really well. I appreciate your, you're hanging in there, man. You're overcoming your nerves and yeah, thank uh, you. We're coming, we're coming up on a, we're coming up on a hard break. Um, so what do you want to talk about when we get back after a 60 second break? What do you want to talk about? Okay. You have, I have 30 seconds. What do you want to talk about? Uh, <laughs> talk about like about my str struggles with blindness and mm. well, let's, let's talk about that. Um, in a moment, my name is Aaron Richmond, Aaron's opinion. Uh, we're glad you're here. By the way, you're listening to 87.1 Caroline Radio KCGN Bakersfield, your home for all your variety hits, just like Aaron's opinion. Hold on a second. We'll be right back. You're number one for variety. We are 87.1 Caroline Radio. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to 87.1 Caroline Radio KCGN Bakersfield, your home for all your variety hits, just like Aaron's opinion. All right. Glad you made it over the break. Here we go. Part two. I'm talking to Armando. We were just mentioning before break that he wanted to talk about the struggles that he's been going through with blindness. So I think that this um, topic is a lot more relatable for our listener at home. What struggles do you want to talk about? Go right ahead. Well, first of all, it's about being able to drive. Um, most we right now, we, in our opinion, we do have self-driving cars, but um, I know it's they're not ready yet. So we are they are not the public is not ready. In my opinion, the public is not ready for self-driving cars on the road because of safety and concerns and stuff. Well, here is what I think about that. I think that's a fascinating thing to bring up. This notion of you know self-driving cars. Um, 
what I think is that um, I think that our society has not really developed that technology, Armando. I think that we, I think that we think that we've developed this technology. However, yeah. however, um, we, uh, in my opinion, I think that we are far from that. You know, in yeah. other words, I think as if I were to create an analogy that you at home can understand, maybe it's that with the issue of driving driverless cars i think we're if i'm comparing it to the airplane we're kind of at the right flyer level you know we're just got, kind of getting our feet off the ground doing some test flights i don't think we're in a in a commercial airliner stage of it where blind people can buy a car you know you at home listener i, I want feedback um about this i don't know <clears throat> I, there's a lot of things that interest me in life. There's a lot of things that I want. But I've just never had the desire to drive a car. I've just had no interest. That whole notion of being, you know, 16 and not getting a driver's license, that, that has not affected me in the slightest. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I don't know, man. I mean, I think it's... I think it's interesting, but I, I want you to be able to have the conversation about it. So do, do you think it's unfair that maybe blind people cannot drive? Is that, is that it? That's un, it's unfair. Um, I believe it's unfair. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we have to rely on public transit such as Uber and Lyft. And All right. All right. Tech. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm going to tell you something, and it's going to be hard for you to hear it because – um, because you're in high school, you're getting into college. And when I was your age, I never would have listened to this. Um, so I know this is a hard pill to swallow. However, mm -hmm. however, um, you know, I, I need you to try to try to toughen up a little and accept that life is not fair and have, yeah. the, have the humility to accept that things are not going to be fair and have the courage to stand up and keep walking. And to say yes. that little thing is not on that little thing is unfair. It's whoops. It's it's inappropriate in in a sense. I accidentally stopped my clock. Sorry, sorry, Hollywood. I'll do the doing the best I can here. It's not fair, but you know what? We all we can do. And just right there, I accidentally stopped my I accidentally stopped my timer, and then I had to restart it. It was only about a second second or two off. So you know, life life is not fair. We do not do things perfectly all the time. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, have you? I think the issue that you really have with Uber is that maybe you have faced some issues with discrimination. Could that be? No, 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 no. no? Uh, but there are dis there are advantages of taking an Uber or Lyft. Right. Like you get to, you get to talk to you you get to talk to drivers and right. So mm -hmm. you can you can meet new people and make possibly make new friends with Uber and Lyft. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, I, I must tell you, with all the struggles and all the trouble that our advocacy organization, the National Federation of the Blind, with all the struggles they've gone through and all the great work that they've done pressuring Uber and the lawsuit in, in the state of California, I, and and that's one that's all good and all that, but the vast majority of the drivers were quite fine actually and that it's only the behavior of a couple of drivers that creates a problem for everybody else yeah you know mm -hmm. so i i will say that i've had a, a overall a good experience 
But the problem is when one person misbehaves, that creates a ripple effect. So yeah, it's it's I, very it's very very disheartening, and it must be very frustrating for the for the good drivers who are just doing their best, you know, trying to trying to earn, you know, just trying to earn a buck, just trying to survive. It must be mm-hmm. really frustrating for them too. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there's. There's good. There are good Uber, Uber and Lyft drivers out there that can help you. So, but um, maybe you would. Maybe you would like to be able to have more, more independence. More independence. Yes. Right. Well, I struggle with that too. And the only thing to do is to keep, keep doing the best you can do, as as things go along. The other thing to do is is to graduate from university and start working. That will. Uh, immensely, immensely help you. Mm-hmm. Yep, I agree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, what are some other, what are some other frustrations that you think? But I don't know. I mean, if you let me go back to the backtrack a little. I mean, if you could. If you could buy a, a driverless car that you would be allowed to operate well what car would you have what's your dream i guess your dream uh vehicle mm-hmm. probably a, a self a google like a google car hmm. with accessibility with accessibility built in mm-hmm. <laughs> with uh braille labels and text-to-speech it would be my dream car I see. I see. So, can you tell us a little bit more about how that would work? Um, first, I I would type in the address or the location. Um, it will pull up search results, and I'll I'll click on a search result, and there's there should be there also. After I click on the go button, uh, I'll just put the seatbelt is already on. I I usually put seatbelt on first. <laughs> uh, that's kind of weird. Most, most people actually most people don't do that. That's you know. So do you know why when you get into a car today? Do you know why when you if your parents are driving and they forget to put it on? Do you know why they designed it to beep like that? That you know, ding 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 to tell you to put your seatbelt on. Do you, do you know why they've done that? So. They can remind them. It's actually the psychological technique is called classical conditioning is what that's called. The car manufacturer wants to annoy you with sound so that the idea is that you would put the seatbelt on before you turn the car on, not Mm -hmm. after you're going, which is what most people do. So yeah, it's it's quite odd, but that's actually the the idea. So it's supposed to be an annoying uh, sound. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, okay, and how would basically, I guess, this Google car would work with Google Maps, right? Yeah, this will work with Google Maps. Yeah? Well, yes. Hmm. What would be your dream route to, to, to drive? Um, my dream route to drive was, is to a park, to a, to a national park. Oh, all right. So your dream route would maybe be to drive 
from your your location wherever that is all the way to maybe Yellowstone National Park. That's a famous park. Um, I'm going to. I usually I usually would drive to local national parks, like a historic national park. Excellent. Well, I, lo- I love talking about parks. I love going to parks. What are some parks in your in your state that you like to go to? By the way, on Aaron's opinion, we keep our locations undisclosed. It's a bit of a long story, so don't give out too much. But let our listeners know where you where you like. What are some parks that you like to go to? Mm-hmm. Um, I usually go to Ogmogi National Park in mm. Macon. So okay, it's. It's, it has trails and mm. uh, so you can walk on tra- trails and it has some monuments as well. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. What are and what are these? I, I mean, I love talking about this. What are these? What are these monuments? They are like Indian mounds. These are the Indian mounds. Oh, the mounds! Are you talking about from the ancient mound people? The Indians, yes, the Indians. The, the native, the Native American, the Native Americans, yes. Exactly. Yes, the Native Americans. Right, right. Um, that, that's interesting. I think you're talking about the mound people, who were known for building large mounds of earth. Yeah, they roamed. Yes. They lived in our country about thirty to fifty thousand years ago, actually, and they were some of the first people um, to have ever. Uh, to have ever really traversed or terraformed our our American soil, so uh, yeah, land. It's that's well, that's the type of park that I would go to. So, are, are you saying that as uh, and I'm am I physically able to like walk on the mounds and see where the mounds are? You can go inside, like for. For instance, one one mound you can go inside. It's like a little. You have to duck down. Yeah. You have to, you have to go and you can go inside of them, and there should there's a button that you have to push. You can push. Um, it will it will describe the mounds to mound to you. So. Oh, and and this is this is all outside, right? Um. The mounds are outside, but the there's the there's an inside part of the mound. Hmm. Hmm. Well, that's that's really cool, man. Yeah. A- a- after the show, um, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need some more information about that because I love going to parks and I don't know just something to do. You know, when when we get uh, when everything gets back to normal, I. I might be I might be asking my parents to go on some trips around our country maybe so that might it might be good to know of some national parks where maybe I don't know my father and I it sounds like something my father would do he would take me to a place like that and and see these uh, types of artifacts and things that's it's really excellent mm-hmm. and they have a museum as well mm-hmm. so you can go in the, inside the museum there's a gift gift shop and there is also a little theater so you can watch like a little movie about hmm. the native americans right right and do they know what uh what groups of people live there do they know like what their what their languages are and things like that i i don't remember um the <laughs> sorry i don't i don't remember that um hmm. interesting well, but they the good news is that they have 
I think they have some braille there um, because when I went to the park, the national park, they had some braille uh, with pamphlets. Yeah, called braille pamphlets. So right. They, yeah. Hmm. Uh, mm hmm. Well, that's really good. So, besides parks, what else do you what else do you like to do? Um, I like to film elevators. I know it's a strange hobby, but I like to film elevators. <laughs> okay, well, that can get very dark very quickly. Have you uh, now? Do not do this. Oh God. Okay, have you played? No, the, no, no, no. Have you played the elevator game? Oh no, no, I'm, I'll never play the elevator game. They okay, don't. Okay, good. So you like to film elevators. What do you like to film? I like to film this the sound the elevator makes. I usually film my film my face on the elevators when I ride up and down the elevators, so I can remember the, the reason I like filming elevators, so I can re remember that place that I go to, so I can remember the hotel I filmed, the hotel I stayed at. Um, the building I, I go to, I don't, the, the last time I filmed elevator was like last year. So mm -hmm. the last, it was the, the last, the last, it was a hotel in Orlando, Florida. Ah, that, ah. and why were you going to Orlando, Florida last year? It was a family vacation. Oh. Okay, yeah, I think a couple of years ago the NFB had their convention there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I filmed, I also filmed ele and ele the elevators at the Rosen. I went to the national convention too, so I the I filmed the elevators at the Rosen Shingle Creek in Orlando, Florida. Cool, cool. And did you um, did you fly to Florida from wherever you are, or did, or did you just drive? Did your parents just drive? Uh, um, I went to the STEP program at the Louisiana Center for the Blind in 2018, and we took a bus. We took a bus to Orlando. That's cool. All right. How, 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 long, how long? How long was that bus ride? Uh, I think over 24, almost 24 hours. I should mm. say, 16 or 17 hours. Yeah, that would be. That sounds about right. Probably at least that. At least 12 hours. Yeah. Wow. wow. So what? The bus drove halfway there and let 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 you off to get lunch or get you know have have a drink and then get back on. Is that how it works? Um. Yes, we stopped for breakfast. Mm hmm. Um. Well, we stopped like in Florida, like part of Florida. It was like I think one or two in the morning. I was still awake. <laughs> uh, I I'm not good at sleeping on buses, mm. so I mm -hmm. I stayed awake, but. Um, um, then we kept moving. It, um, when we, when we stopped, it was a good time for me to go to the restroom. So I, so it won't, I won't go to the bathroom when the bus moves and stuff. Right. <laughs> I don't, right. So I, I just went to the restroom and then got back to my seat, seat as fast as I could before the bus was going to move. So. Um, but what we, we got on, we still, we were, we got back on I-10 and all the, and 
And and I somehow fell asleep, but then when I woke up, I was on I seventy, I was on I seventy five. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so and then we stopped for breakfast at a mm, I don't remember. I think the McDonald's or something. Mm-hmm. McDonald's or wherever it is. Uh, right. So then we 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 got back on the bus and then we hit we just went down to Orlando. Hmm. Well, that's cool, man. That's uh, quite an that's quite an experience. Um. So, what can you tell our listeners about the convention and about what what you did there? Um. We met, I met new friends. Uh, first, I was like nervous and yeah, uh, very nervous. <laughs> uh, what? Were you as were you as nervous then as you are now on this on this radio show? <laughs> uh, uh-huh. I was very, <laughs> I was very nervous back then. <laughs> I was very nervous back then, but um, we I attended a NABS meeting. The NAB mm-hmm. board board meeting, right? We we also I also attended a play for the Louisiana Center for the Blind. Mm. Um, so um, we I also sat in at general sessions for the NFB, mm-hmm. and I I enjoyed I also enjoyed the banquet. <laughs> Okay, and what did they what did they have at the banquet? And what what can you tell me about the play? Actually, the play sounds very, very, very interesting. And by, the, was, way, uh, by the by the way, in, in congratulations, we have we have about ten minutes, so we made it almost to the end. So, tell us more about the play. Go ahead. Um, let me try to remember it, but it's it was a Louis Braille play, Louis. Louis Braille, who who invented Braille in the 1800s in Paris, um, they were doing a play on Louis, Louis Braille. Mm-hmm. Um, like, and somehow the school didn't like the invention of Braille, of Braille and stuff like that. So they tried, but with with Louis's advocacy and and his hard work, they right. he he fought and he fought and he kept Braille. So, mm-hmm. so, so today we have Braille. Right. So if you could if you could go back in in France and back in time and ask Louis 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 Braille. By the way, in French it's really not called Braille; it's Braille Braille. So if you could really ask Louis Braille one question, what would you have asked? Um. Uh, I would just say, um, um, how did, I would just say, I would just tell him, you're very, you're a very smart person, and I would like to congratulate you for inventing this for us. Right. Right. Well, that and that would be a great thing to say. But I mean, is there anything that you would have asked, or any any question that would still be burning that you would love to know uh, the answer to? How did you How did you know? Like, I'll I'll just ask him. How did you know 
when to develop Braille? Like, how did you know when it was exactly. time to? There you, there you go. Per, that's a really interesting question. How did you figure out the good timing of when it should have been developed? Right. I think, I, I mean, I forget this, all of the story. I think that his, um, his father was a, was a cobbler. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that job doesn't exist anymore, really. But it kind of does, actually, in, uh, well, actually in France and in certain countries and certain towns, um, you can still cobble. You can still be a cobbler. Um, it, and they, if you're really good at it, you could make really beautiful shoes and uh, make really good money. So do you remember how Louis loses his vision? I, I, put, I think he put the sharp thing in his when he accidentally went into his eye, the sharp yeah. thing. Yeah. Supposedly the story goes and who knows what the truth of it is. We'll never know. But supposedly he was playing on the table on the cobbler's bench and supposedly he grabbed a sharp knife or something and yeah, poked his eye out or, or severely damaged his eye, which back then, well, it would be horrible any day, horrible today. But back then, you know, they really didn't have medicine back then in France. I mean, they, knew kind of knew what to do and the doctors back then that's the interesting thing about the history of medicine too when you think about it that doctors throughout history probably always knew what they wanted to have done but if they didn't have the the technology to have done it they couldn't have done it you know yeah if a doctor from you know Bride's France of the 1700s I think um or maybe maybe 1800s if they were alive today they would certainly understand the medicine today and the technology and they would say something to the effect of wow that's what i needed that's a great that's a great idea the same thing that we would say in 50 years when we have Mm -hmm. driverless cars and you have one or something you say wow i needed this 50 years ago you know it's the same same type of, of of philosophy they would have been able if given the tools doctors then would have been able to fix it but who knows um, the fact is that he he blew out his eye with a sharp something sharp scalpel. Probably has mm-hmm. a a cobbling uh, terminology. I don't know what it was for. Who knows? Um, and luckily he created he created Braille, and then from then then on it was used. I don't know um, because there's a lot of people. There's a lot of debate debate today about really the the importance of Braille. And really, if it should still be used in in society. So, what do you think? You know, for for that, I think it should be still used. I think it still should be used today. And why? And why should it be still used in society today? Congratulations, you're doing a great job. Only under five minutes to go. You're doing great, man. Why should Braille still be used? So people would learn how to how the Braille works. They would well, learn. How about- how about one thing that you just said that I really, I really loved the way you said that. Um, how about so people can learn, so people, so people can, can be- learn, just that, so people can become yeah. more knowledgeable, right? Yes. And and it's interesting because today, France and Spain, France, where I've spent a lot of time because I speak French, it's my second language. Uh, France actually is quite accommodating to blind people, and I think a lot of it has to do with the influence that blind people have had in France over hundreds of years. Mm. Um, and so, so has Spain. Do you know, this is funny, and it's a bit of dark humor, and it, well, it's not really dark humor, <laughs> it's a bit of dark history. Do you know, for instance, one of the, in Europe, one of the most uh, 
kind of robust and the most active countries for blind people in Europe is Spain. Do you, do you know why that is? They're, they're more, I think they're more blind. There are more blind people in Spain. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know about that, that statistic. Who knows? It's a really funny story. In, um, in Spain, in the, I think it was the 1920s or maybe the 1930s. I'm not, I'm shaking on my dates here, guys. Sorry for that, you at home. Um, but in the early 20th century, Spain had a, had a dictator basically named Franco. And one of, this, one of the orders that he said, one of the orders and decrees, was that he said that all of the blind people need to work, that he was fed up with all the blind people sitting around and not working. So a, yeah. dic a dictator, it's actually ironic, and it's to a dictator helped blind people to work. And now because of that, Spain has yeah. a very active blindness community, and the blind people are very active in Spain. Um, yeah. So that's, that's you know, partially partially true. It's partially because of that and partially because, well, as you said, who knows, man, maybe there are statistically more blind people in Spain than other. I mean, that's that's another interesting thing to, to study. So as we're starting to wrap it up, about two and a half minutes left, I want to take this time to say, Armando, thanks so much, man. I totally, um, I, I really, I really look up to you as a manager, man, because it takes a lot of courage to speak to someone who's older. You know, when I was 19, I never would have wanted to speak to an older adult. <laughs> I would have been, I know, man, I would have been way too nervous for that. I wouldn't have even, I wouldn't have even bothered to show up for this thing if I had known, if I had known it was me. So <laughs> thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much. Um, for coming i i greatly appreciate it simply the fact that you you stuck to it you had you you struggled through it but you you didn't give up tonight and you know what that's the type of manager that i need for my show i need a manager that's not gonna that's not going to quit even when they get nervous you got really all nervous. right you got really nervous and you didn't quit so that in itself shows me a lot about your character now but now don't now let's not count the chickens let's not or as I like to say, because I love snakes, let's not count our pythons before they hatch. You still, you you still need. We still need to tie some tie some loose end tie some knots, or probably the opposite of that. We probably need to get some knots untied to really get this thing uh, to to get this thing going. But I enjoyed that. You covered a lot, and then. You know, we start talking about one thing. We talk about radio, talk about historic parks, Lewis Braille, and we end with blind people in Spain. Didn't know we'd be covering all that. But that's really why podcasting is so much fun and, and such a rewarding thing in my life because I can talk about so many different things that I didn't know and didn't prepare myself to talk about. And as a broadcaster, mm -hmm. as a talk show host, that's what happens. And that's really why I love this medicine, this medicine of being, being having a show. It's really, it's really beneficial. And if it helped Armando, it just helped a million other Armandos or a million, yeah. or, a million <laughs> other, or a million other or a million other Spanish people. I don't know. I haven't seen my analytics. I don't know how many Spanish people are listening, but all we need is one of them, right? One of them in each right. country, and we just help millions. All right, under a minute, under 30 seconds, go. Final word. I'll give you another two or three sentences, and then we'll close it up. Go. Okay. Um, guys, feel free to contact me if you have any questions. Um, my phone number is 855-722-3122, or you can email us 
me very, and my very good. We'll put, team. We'll put all of that. We'll put all of that at the bottom. We'll put all of that at the bottom. This was Aaron's opinion. KCGN. Thank you so much.
It's time for pumpkin flavors and new fall favorites at Dunkin'. And also some tough decisions. Like, do I want a signature pumpkin spice ice latte? A brand new oat milk latte? A new chai latte? Or a pumpkin iced coffee? Oh, and the bakery. Do I want a pumpkin donut or... Uh, there are other people behind you in this drive-thru. Oh, uh, I'll just take it all. Okay. It's all the cozy you crave at Dunkin'. Pumpkin favorites and new fall additions, like new creamy without the dairy oat milk lattes and the signature pumpkin spice ice latte, plus more. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Dunkin's new wake-up go-tos mean you never have to choose between breakfast meats again. Now you can get a wake-up wrap with bacon and a wake-up wrap with sausage for $3. That's savory and sweet, crispy and spicy. It's everything you love about breakfast for $3. Wake up your day with new wake-up go-tos. Get two egg and cheese wraps for $2 or mix and match your favorite meats with two bacon, ham, sausage, or turkey sausage wraps for $3. America runs on Dunkin'. Participation may vary. Exclusions apply. Limited time offer.